when the world needed them most, they returned. This summer, Big Boy Movies is back with me, Matt Beebe. And me, John George. You thought we were dead? No. No. (laughs) You thought we had something important to do instead of this podcast? Absolutely not. Not really. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't really doing much. Yeah. (laughs) Neither of us have jobs. Yeah. (laughs) We both are currently jobless. We we thought this would be a fun throwback to how we started the podcast. I realized we're like a month into being jobless, both of us. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, how have we not? (laughs) We have nothing to do. We should just do this again. Yeah. So let's address it up front. Mm -hmm. First of all, Saudi Arabia, we're back. You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I've been making, I made some money off of you guys while we were gone. Yeah. Anyone who stays in esports will be making some money off these. We're making those Saudi buckos now. Saudi, we love you. Yeah. And hate you at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe we don't go on record (laughs) with that one. Yeah. Secondly, I'm almost certain in the last big boy movies we did, we said Barbenheimer was coming up and I'll tell you what we did it. (laughs) We, we did the Barbenheimer double feature along with the rest of America. Yeah. I I thought more people would do it. Honestly. Yeah. Honestly, I do. I can't name another person, another one of my friends who did that just us two and Serena and Miriam and everyone who was Charlie and Charlie. And I, yeah, I don't think anyone else I know did it. They've seen the movies, but separate from each other because they're, Smart people. I mean, Miriam fell asleep through Bar- or halfway through Barbie because she was just... She was so tired from Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer is a long movie. Here's what I'm going to say. What we should do is the last episode of Big Boy Movies, whatever that is, <laughs> then we'll do the Barbenheimer blowout. Wow. <laughs> I think we've failed... Yeah, and at this point, we're just gonna blue balls the audience. Yeah, can't give them the, our opinion on them at all. Maybe we touch on them when we're doing my our catch up. So far, my only opinion was Oppenheimer's long, which is just a—it's not even—it's an objective fact. Yeah, it's yeah. not subjective at all. Mm-hmm. It's also very blurry. Yeah, it was it was very blurry. I don't mm-hmm. know if anyone else noticed how blurry it was besides mm-hmm. me and you. It couldn't have just been that our IMAX theater had the lens unfocused and yeah. refused to refocus it for the whole three hour movie. The amount of people who walked out of that theater in the first 20 minutes of the movie, I yeah. assume trying to tell someone to fix the thing. I walked, Serena yeah. and I walked out and we're like, Hey, the movie's blurry. And they're like, Oh yeah, we're on that. And then never they were not, <laughs> never fixed it. I don't understand. They did give us um, money back after. Right? Yeah. We got refunds. The thing is like any other fucking movie i would have walked out straight up mm-hmm. but it was the barbenheimer <laughs> double feature seriously and so it's like we can't do this day and not finish the timing's gonna be all messed up yeah. if we if we then we have to push it back and then we have to do like a late night barbie mm-hmm. which we didn't want to do you know we don't want to go too late i mean that party was already like the whole day exactly anyway we can't talk about this too much because yeah. whenever listen I don't know when the last episode of Big Boy Movies will be. Yeah. Maybe it's when we both have children. Maybe it's when we're both on our deathbeds. Yeah. No one will know. But if, if you're... I hope that's it. I hope yeah. I'm about to die and I'm like, one more podcast. Okay, yeah. Doctor, or, one more. Realistically, I, I'm a little bit older than you by like seven true, months. Yeah, yeah, so true. it'll probably be me and they'll yeah. have to wheel you in on your wheelchair. Yeah. Well, let's let's go into like our genetics. Like on average, when, when, do, your, when do the men in your family usually <sighs> die? This is... So this is actually a larger issue. Okay. Um, because genetically the women in my family live a long ass time. Um, but the men in my family live decently long, but 
their brains go oh, okay. pretty early before that. Oh, so no. listen, the well, episode we can keep it going. Be, oh yeah, no, listen, don't don't let that stop you. <laughs> yeah. Just put a microphone in front of me. <laughs> that is, that'll be an interesting episode. Yeah. That'll be a great era of our podcast, right? There. <laughs> Where I just have no idea what's yeah. going on. <laughs> we watched a movie and you're you keep just talking about Barbenheimer or some mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, That's or just you, can you know what I ate for breakfast if yeah. I can even remember that yeah. at that point. The men in my family are like 60s so far. Oh, okay. We'll see, I'm hoping my dad can change that, you know, yeah. and then set a precedent, and then I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, now I can do a little farther. I'm banking on medicine. Yeah, I don't medicine know if you've heard could about also this. help. Yeah, it's not just genetics. Mm-hmm. We can I'm, also take medicine. I'm hoping that the benefit. The one benefit of being born in this sort of time period, yeah. which has not been great to us so far, no, is the, that some doctors will figure out how to keep my brain going. Exactly. Long we'll have the science to like, I mean, perfect world. We have the science to just keep keep on chugging along forever, mm-hmm. you know? I want to Def- die at some point. Yeah, I'll die at some point, but mm-hmm. I want it to be my choice, you know? Like, yeah. Now, now I'm going to die. Yeah. I'm done with this. I'm, mm-hmm. I want to die now. I want to be like Icarus at the end of the yeah. Eternals. <laughs> yes. I want to fly into yeah. the sun. Exactly. You know, I want, I want, I don't want, I don't want death to choose when he takes me. Mm-hmm. That's, that's fucked up. It's lame. Uh, yeah. I, you need my consent. So. Yeah. Do you remember that? This is so off topic. Do you remember that episode of Billy and Mandy about the guy who Grimm kept trying to to collect his soul, but he was too fit. No, that sounds so, amazing though. There's an episode of the Grimm Adventures of Billy and Mandy, whereas there's this like extremely old man, mm-hmm. and Grimm has been like trying to get this dude for years yeah. to like have him die, but he like he's just, just stays healthy. in incredible shape. Wow. He's super old, but he's like ripped, and he can swim a million laps, and <laughs> he's like, ah, he's too healthy. I can't. <laughs> this sucks. I can't take him away. Damn, I want to be that guy. Yeah. I aspire to be that guy. Yeah, so that's the goal. But anyway, a lot has happened. There was a whole Hollywood strike that went on. Yeah, which of course we, we were, that's, that's why we yeah. didn't do the podcast. It was very definitely because we were striking in solidarity. Listen, yeah. I was marching up and down Hollywood, yeah. pitching movies to executives, mm. getting acting. Because here's what they don't tell you about a strike is none of them are working. Oh. You can just take their jobs. True. No one stops yeah. you from just taking their jobs. That's kind of like a life hack. You yeah. Know? Like find a strike and then walk in and be like, I'll take I'll take yeah. a job, sir. I'm, I'm George wage. Clooney now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Minimum wage, I'll work for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a job. That's what I do at yeah. hotels to sort of ruin the hotel worker strike. I'll walk in mm-hmm. and I'll be like, I'll work for free, sir. Yeah. Put me to work right now. Put me at the front desk. I'll (laughs) check everyone in. Makes the strike have to go on even longer, but, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just kind of fun. Yeah. It's a fun day for me. They should come up with a name for that, like a really cool, awesome yeah. name. Yeah, like Bruise or something. Yeah, like a bruiser. <laughs> like a bruiser. <laughs> I'm not a scab, I'm a bruiser. <laughs> like a bruiser. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's like a good class in a video game, a mm-hmm. bruiser, you know. They should add scab as a class in a video game, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's... In an RPG. Someone quits your party and you come in and just immediately <laughs> yeah. take their role. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Well, how do you how do you tackle an episode like this, Phoebe? I don't Where know. We have almost a year of movies backlogged. <sighs> yeah, in the entirety of 2023. I don't even know what 2023 movies we have talked about. Yeah, because the last episode was the biggies, mm-hmm. where we specifically talked about 2022 movies. Yeah, let me check our podcast feed. That's a good idea. And see what we should have done before. Glass Onion, Avatar. 
Oh, wait, no, that's even earlier. Uh, Yeah, no, this is uh, John Wick 4 and Dungeons and Dragons. Dragons. Those are 2023 movies. Okay, and then The Biggies was after that. So let me check my letterboxed. Okay, so I think the first movie I have is Spider-Verse. Okay. Oh, Spider-Verse. We could talk about Spider-Verse. Yeah. That's an interesting movie to talk about. Yeah, I was one of those people. We saw this together, didn't we? Did we? I think we saw this yes, together, and we, we were did. in the same camp on it, basically. Mm-hmm. We we saw it together, and then I saw it again with Serena, because mm. she was, I think, with her parents or something, and she wanted to see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you think about it on a second viewing? I felt the same way, yeah. I think. I It's not a movie where you really get more out of a second viewing. Yeah, I agree. It's not it's, like, you know, the prestige or something like that. You'll get more out of a second part. Yes, <laughs> which was my main complaint, and I think yes. also yours. Yes, I gave it. I think I gave it four stars when it first came out. It has steadily. I gave. I've moved it to a three and a half. Mm-hmm. Might move down even further. I just. It's too complicated for me. That was one of the things I said. The first one mm-hmm. is just like such a. It has. It's a little complicated, but like it's way more simple mm-hmm. and way more straightforward. I mean, the animation is fucking amazing, and that's the one thing holding holding up this thing. But I think. The story is kind of a mess, in my opinion. Yeah. And we'll see if they fix it in part two. But I think it's really, I don't know, it's really frustrating to me, the ending of this movie. Yeah. Uh, I think, for me, the character stuff was really solid. Um, And obviously the animation. No one can talk shit about the animation. It's top tier. It's Mm. incredible. Um, But yeah, I I really, speaking of blue ballsing the audience, that was my frustration is that usually a two-parter movie ends with like setting up the stakes for the next movie, I think, which this does, but it doesn't feel... There's more resolution. Yeah. This was in the middle. This was a real cliffhanger, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Usually a two-parter ends, you know, we've completed this part of our journey, but there's still more to go. Mm -hmm. Whereas this is like, we've done the first two acts of our movie and now we're about to hit the climax, like the big thing. Yeah. And then the movie ends. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. They ended at, at a completely weird ass mm-hmm. point where, yeah, there's a big reveal at the end, obviously, if you haven't seen it. And then it just kind of like, I don't know. It's just like a weird spot. I, part ones and part twos like started. I don't know when they started, but it feels like Lord of the Rings is almost a three part. Yeah. The thing is like Lord of the Rings does their endings better way better and it they were made as essentially like one giant viewing experience because they all came out one year after the other but they still like managed to know where to divide it Mm -hmm. perfectly yeah and so yeah that's my thing was i was just like this movie doesn't feel like it ends it just stops Mm -hmm. at the exciting part yeah um which is not great especially when the writers and actors strike happens yeah, and now it's going to be delayed it's, even more we're it's going to be wait. so they were supposed to i think come out year after year everyone who worked on it or new people who worked on it are like yeah there's no way that's happening yeah. these things are way too hard to animate yeah i mean the first this one got delayed yeah shit done so so I can't imagine part two is not going to get delayed a shit yeah done. it was going to be delayed already and then on top of that now there was this massive strike, so they couldn't work on it anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah. who knows when we're getting that second part? I, I feel like the hype will have died down at that point. You're gonna have to like do the double feature when that comes yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. The first part might be down to like two and a half stars by then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just be like, give me this movie. If there's no so, ending, it's a bad movie. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's annoying to me. Yeah. But yeah, there's so many other better parts. Like even, I'm not a big fan of the last Harry Potter being in two parts, but I think it still had a good ending where mm-hmm. Dobby dies. Yeah. And they kind of like lay him to rest and then mm-hmm. 
It just ends on like you got to end like on the bottom of the roller coaster, you know? Yeah, right. On the middle of it. That's just weird. Yeah. And also this I don't know. It's weird how they ended there when this first part is so fucking long too, for, yeah. especially for an animated movie. It's two and a half hours. Yeah, and they easily could have just shortened it and ended it somewhere else. I don't know where to end it exactly, but Yeah. yeah. It's I mean maybe even just when he's done fighting all the spider people and he's like, all right, I'm going home now. Yeah. Um, yep. But could be good. I mean, that, that would have been a great climax of this movie. That yeah. action sequence was fantastic. Yeah. But only time will tell. Yeah. How, how the spider verse ends or if it ends, will I don't I know. Will I be on my deathbed when we're podcasting about it? I don't know. Probably. That's going to be our deathbed podcast. I bet. Yeah. That and Barbenheimer. I guess. We, did we ever talk about the Super Mario Bros. movie even? Uh, did I not log the Super Mario Bros. movie? Because <laughs> that, af- that was the movie I saw after Dungeons & Dragons. So maybe we talked okay. about it briefly. But I, I guess did- I didn't log it, but I did see it. So we can talk about it just yeah. in case. Let's just talk about it briefly. Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't think this is worth talking about that much. I yeah. think it's a very generic kids, kids movie. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people like this a lot. I mean, it's fun. Yeah. But I think it's very surface level and not... Not amazing. Yeah, it's it's a Illumination kids movie with a bunch of licensed music and yeah, the music is the worst part of this yeah. movie. By the way, like I don't know, Mario has iconic music throughout mm. this entire, and they reference it somewhat. Yeah, but you don't need to have this random fucking pop music in yeah. this movie. It feels so out of place and annoying. It's yeah, it's like I didn't mind Chris Pratt as much as I thought I would. Yeah, same. I I think he's fine, and all the rest all the of the boys, cast. Yeah. There's only solid. one, Fred Armisen, whoever yes. he played, was off. He was the only he one was that was just cranky like, Kong. Made no sense. That casting is awful. Yeah. It's, it, he's, he doesn't sound like an old, like Cranky Kong's supposed to be an old like, yeah. monkey. Doesn't sound old at all. No. He, he was he, really bad. He just sounds kind of Jewish, weirdly. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. I don't exactly know what he was going for. I, I don't know either. Um, that was the only really bad standout. Yeah, it was, it was... I mean, Fine. obviously Jack Black killed it. So. Well, yeah, obviously Jack Black's going to yeah. kill it. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Did we not talk? I didn't log that shit either. What the fuck? <laughs> wow. I, I see. I knew I saw more movies than this. Yeah, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was really good. Yeah. I, I also enjoyed it. I am just not a fan of a lot of things that happen at the end. Mm-hmm. And that kind of muddied my experience. But overall, yeah. I thought it was super fun. Reminded me why I loved... Why Guardians of the Galaxy is just the best part of the MCU for me. Yeah. By far. It, so. It was James Gunn being like, I'm done with Marvel now. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me do my, my best Marvel work and then go off and make Superman. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but really? yeah, no. Shocking, like, James Gunn has always been really good at, like, taking weirdo characters and giving them a lot of heart. But this movie, it's, like, dialed up to 11. Oh, yeah. And obviously, it's a bunch of cute animals. So, <laughs> yeah. like... All the Rocket Raccoon stuff yeah. is just crazy good. Did not expect his backstory to be that Oh yeah, heartfelt and touching. And, and just, like, a great villain like i feel mm-hmm. like people talk about marvel villains as being kind of generic but this guy was really really great and his relationship with rocket was super cool my favorite little detail in the movie is when he's talking to the like golden lady and he's shorter than her so he has like a box just slide oh, yeah, in so he yeah. can stand on it and be taller <laughs> than her i was like that's i feel like you so rarely get that in a marvel movie that yeah. like clever subtle like it's establishment of a character it's rare yeah yeah i mean they go super surface level with all their characters i feel like not just the villains but yeah so i was really impressed rare. by that and i think i think now my investment of marvel is truly yeah, truly done that was a good like that felt good i agree it felt yeah. like a good ending that's why the ending pissed me off a little bit spoilers for it but like there's a lot of like hanging threads for mm-hmm. 
for how these people are going to return, which annoyed me a little bit. I was like, okay, why ruin? Like, I just want something to end. You know, I'm sick of things not just ending. Yeah. Um, So that's what I was upset about. The ending is like almost fine. Like, I'm fine with an ending where like the band is kind of breaking up but it's not because they all hate each other or anything it's just like we've all reached this point in our lives and we're ready to move on but the the most annoying part and they have a big dance party is like their farewell of course they have um but the issue is then they cut to the scene where rocket's like and here's the new guardians of the galaxy and we're gonna go on more adventures it's just all i don't know disney always does this shit where they feel like their fans can't be sad for a Mm -hmm. second they're like Nope, you can't let people be sad. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be sad. They're going to hate us if they're sad. Yeah. And it's like, that's why I love movies. I want to be sad. I want to feel yeah. different feelings. Like, let me feel things. Yeah, I feel like Infinity War is really the one yeah. where they actually took that big yeah, swing. Yeah, and they were just like, which I I respect even more as the years go yeah. on. And more <laughs> of the shit is shoveled to me. And I'm just like, damn, they really just ended and said, hey, mm-hmm. <laughs> these, these yeah, characters just fucking, fucking dis- disappeared. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. And they didn't. They didn't care, which is great. Then, the, then the summer hits. The summer did hit, and let me tell you about a hit of the summer: Indiana Jones and the oh, Dial shit. of Destiny. And I know it was a movie so poorly reviewed. I was literally going to rewatch all the Indiana Jones because I've only seen the first one mm-hmm. to prepare for this. It was so poorly reviewed. I was like, I can't. I'm not going to do anything. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm in a stalemate here. <laughs> That's uh, such a bummer. <laughs> the other Indiana Jones movies are good. Like you should do it yeah, eventually. I, know, I will. The first one is the best one, so you've seen the... Yeah, the first one's great. The best, but um, I can't say I remember a lot about it, um, <laughs> except for the ending, which is absolutely bonkers. Really? <laughs> um, I'll spoil it here, because, like, who cares? Yeah, sure. It's better than Crystal Skull. Mm. I'll give you that. And it's a disappointing thing, because I really do like James Mangold as a director, but it really, really felt like... Because you expect James Mangold coming from Logan. You expect yeah, some kind some of Logan. similar like Logan type Yeah, because he's old. Yeah. And like, how much are you going to have him do? But yeah. they were like, no, we're just going to do Indiana Jones, <laughs> yeah. but he's really old. Yeah. And it just, he, I forget who I was talking about. I think it was Serena's dad. And he's like, you know, old guys just have a way that they run. And yeah. so when you watch Style of Destiny, like he does run like an old guy. Yeah. Um, and it's not as cool as no, young Indiana it's, Jones. No, it's not as cool. And also, he doesn't run much because most of the action scenes are him sitting down. Because, mm. like, Harrison Ford's old. Like, we can't have him doing all this yeah. crazy stuff. So he's going to be in a car or on a horse or in some sort yeah. of vehicle that can run for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. They bring out all the old tropes from Indiana Jones movie, whether it really makes sense or not. Like, there's bugs which didn't make a lot because in the second one, there's a whole bug sequence. And in that movie, he's not super bothered by the bugs, but in this one, he like freaks out when he sees the bugs. When you get older, you you are more scared of bugs. Bugs are terrifying old people, yeah. yeah. But I'm gonna spoil the ending of this movie because it is so fucking wacky. Basically, the Dial of Destiny is a, it's not a time travel device. It is a device that basically can calculate the position of these holes in space and time and so you can use it like a compass. And if you have the right date in the right place at the right time, you can pass through this wormhole that'll take you back in time. Okay. Um, or I guess anywhere. I don't, it's not extremely well um, explained. The whole movie's kind of about obsession in a way. It's about how Indiana Jones is obsessed with the past and learning about it and, and getting these artifacts. 
and the main bad guy is a Nazi and the Nazis have lost the war. So he's like, I'm going to go back to 1943 and I'm going to kill Hitler so I can replace him. And Uh then I know all the mistakes that Hitler made (laughs) and I'll just not do those mistakes and win the war. Okay. (laughs) Um, The only problem is he's stupid and read the dial wrong and it doesn't take him back to 1943. It takes him back to like, 43 or some shit just 43 like, <laughs> okay it's not literally he he goes back to ancient rome uh, i think and the person who invented the dial was archimedes so they go back in time and they're flying this like world war ii fighter plane and there's all these like boats shooting like trebuchets and spears and shit geez. and the nazis are freaking out and they're firing machine guns <laughs> at the romans it's really wow, ridiculous nazis v romans honestly That's what we wanted to see it's like if this was a fast and furious movie yeah. I would be like, fuck yes. I'm all in. <laughs> They're fucking drifting around the Coliseum or whatever. Um, but in this movie, it's just so ridiculous. And they crash the plane and Archimedes is like, what the fuck's going on? He, he, there, it's the middle of this giant battle. Yeah. Um, and Indy, for whatever reason, is like, he gets like mortally wounded. He's like shot or something. He's bleeding out. And his goddaughter, who's the other character in this movie, mm-hmm. Um, she's like, Indy, we got to fucking go back in the wormhole. Like we have a smaller plane that we can all get in and we can fly back home. He's like, no, I got to stay with Archimedes. <laughs> I, I want to live in this, in ancient Rome and learn from Archimedes. Whoa. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you're bleeding out. You're going to live for up. like, what, the, what are you doing? You're going to live for like 10 more minutes. Yeah. Um, he's like, no, it's fine. Leave me here. <laughs> they and got so, great medicine here in ancient Rome. They'll yeah. fix me. <laughs> and, and so literally what happens is he won't listen to her. So she knocks him out and just puts him on the plane and they fly back to, to whatever year it is. Not a happy ending for Indiana Jones. He wanted to stay there and die. Yeah. Um, he, he was fucking pissed. No, the movie ends and they're like, yeah, you were having like a, a dementia moment, I guess. And we just had to take you home. He just explained it as him being old. He's yeah. like, why, why was I saying that? I kind of want to, well, that's, I think I've got that from like a letterbox review. It's oh. like, she helps him through a senior moment. Next time my grandparents have a senior moment, I'll knock them the fuck yeah, out. Knock them out. <laughs> but that was like, that was really, I think the ending is kind of hit or miss for people. I, it would have been way worse if he had stayed in ancient yeah. Rome. <laughs> it would be such a weird ending. Such a bizarre ending for him. Um, no, the movie ends and he gets back together with his wife and they have sex. Oh, um, nice. That's, old that's people can have sex. That's the moral of the story. Yeah. The, he's not too old to have sex. <laughs> no one's too old to have sex. Baby. Um, but there's a whole bunch of other stuff in that movie I could talk about. My God. My whole thing is like they fucking beefed it big time not getting Kihei Kwan back. Oh, I bet. I I mean, I'm sure like the scheduling wasn't perfect because like he won an Oscar and I'm sure everyone at Disney was like, fuck. Yeah. How did we not? Yeah. We missed out. There's a version of that movie that could have been good, but they did not make it. Probably. Yeah. That's hilarious, though. This is like the one Indiana Jones that premiered at like con or something yeah <laughs> it was like at a huge film festival just a really massive all, disappointment yeah and all the critics were like why the fuck why the fuck is this here this mm-hmm. sucks ass um, yeah. did not get a 13 minute standing ovation no it didn't 
Only only three minutes, which we know sucks. Yeah. That means it's really bad. Mm-hmm. Going to movies, like I feel like, especially recently, I think someone has clapped at the end of a movie almost every time I've gone now. So it makes yeah. sense to me. Like there are always going to be people in the audience that are like, that was the greatest thing I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. I need to start clapping right now. I ju- we got to get like a real, we got to make a real piece of shit movie and sneak it into Cannes yeah. or something. I want to see this. Because we're room. guaranteed a standing ovation. Yeah, exactly. Like, no one can take that away that, from us. That would build up my morale. I would not look at any of the reviews. I would just I would record a video of the standing yeah. O and just replay it uh, at every moment of my life at my wedding mm-hmm. at my funeral. <laughs> be like, guys, these people love my movie so much they yeah. stood up and clapped for multiple minutes. That's correct. Which no one does for literally anything. <laughs> <laughs> literally, I seriously what else maybe an orchestra like yeah like an orchestra that moved you to tears or like a lifetime achievement award yeah at like the oscars or some shit you know or like someone you care about but like yeah or like at the sports games when like there's a military member there like everyone will stand up i don't think it's like minutes it won't last for as long as a a can standing ovation (laughs) no that's clearly a can if a movie has made it to can it's it's better than war veterans yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) that's what we've decided as a human race (laughs) yeah the summer was kind of crazy there was some wes anderson in there Mm -hmm. asteroid city i enjoyed there was a Mission Impossible movie, which was another part one. Yeah, I missed that. I wasn't which able to see also it. ends way better. That's another part one that oh, okay. that does a good job of of ending the action and saying, "All right, that wraps up part one." Mm-hmm. But I think it's. I mean, I've, my Tom Cruise fandom has skyrocketed since since Top Gun. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, this one. A lot of people are saying this Mission Impossible is all about that motorcycle jump, which is huge in the marketing, like. Mm-hmm. And that's an insane moment, but there are tons of other insane moments. Um, yeah, just crazy action, and that had me. I haven't seen all the Mission Impossibles, so I have been watching them. I only have one left to watch, which is the one after Ghost Protocol. I can't remember what it's called. Oh yeah, I don't. Rogue Nation. <laughs> yeah, Rogue Nation. Okay, yeah. Rogue Nation is the only one I have left. Rogue and Nation's I, a good one. Gotta be honest, I'm pretty disappointed. The first one's really good, mm-hmm. but then I, we're on a streak now where I'm just like. Yeah, I did not. I thought I would like Ghost Protocol. It's got great reviews. Did not enjoy it at all. And Damn. two and three also did not enjoy. Okay. And maybe Rogue Nation will be good, but I really like Fallout and I really like Dead Reckoning Part 1. So. Yeah. We'll see. Mission Impossible. I don't know when the next one's coming out, but I think they started shooting it recently. We can talk about Talk to Me. I saw that in the summer and you saw the I first saw the, part of it. the first part of it. So <laughs> I can give my opinion on that. Yeah. What'd you think of the first part of Talk to Me? wasn't a big fan of how they killed a kangaroo i know they have to establish to the audience that this takes place in australia i mean that's what you gotta do you gotta sacrifice a kangaroo Mm -hmm. in the opening credits if they had just like run over a dog i would have been like well where the fuck am i this could be anywhere (laughs) straight up um but they kill a kangaroo and they feel bad about it yeah they do um and i do i did like the premise that like getting possessed by a demon is like the new drugs yeah um, I think that's great. I feel like it makes me want to try it. And I, because I haven't seen the <laughs> rest of like the movie, drugs, yeah. I assume the rest of the movie is just about how cool and awesome it is to do that. Yeah, no, since you, yeah. So now you should do it because that's mm-hmm. the moral of the story. Nothing bad happens at all. Yep. And yeah, I'm not, a lot of people like this movie. I'm not a big fan of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was that good. I think it was very, owes a lot to hereditary in my opinion. Um, I don't know how far you got in the movie, but basically like there's, there are moments that, it feels like they saw like that was I, when I watched Hereditary. I was I didn't like that part, so let's put that in this movie. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I was very scared by this thing that happened. There mm-hmm. are just many. 
Yeah, I don't know. And then and then it's a mess. I think the end's a mess. The yeah. third act is a complete mess. It wasn't that scary, and I agree. There were there were some fun scenes. I think there's a scene where they they're all doing um, they're all doing the hand, and it's like a montagey scene, and I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. But besides that, none of the scares are that great. I mean, it's scarier than uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, though. So okay, give it that. that's a high bar. Yeah, that's a terrifying film. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, talk to me. I think I think overrated. Mm-hmm. Even I saw it with uh, my neighbor Diego who doesn't see much movies Mm -hmm. but he likes horror movies but he also agreed he was like yeah i think that was a bit overrated yeah yeah that's how serena felt because she was the one actually watching the movie she was like it was fine yeah um talking about scary movies let's bring it to the master of horror mr m night Shyamalan. Uh, i forgot he had a movie this year i'm gonna spoil it the twist is that there is no twist he he finally just made a movie with no twist that's a great twist it's not very good unfortunately yeah it's has a good Dave Batista performance. Okay. He's always turning he in good performances. He can't do wrong. Yeah. He can't do any wrong. Um, but this is what's wild about this movie is the whole premise is these four people show up at this cabin where this little family is staying and they tie them to chairs and they're like, listen, one of you guys has to kill or no, one of you guys has to die and the other two have to do it. Um, so it's like these two dads and their daughter. Mm-hmm. And so like, obviously the dads aren't going to murder their daughter. Yeah. Because uh, these people are like, we're the four horsemen of the apocalypse. If you don't do this, then the whole world's going to end. Mm-hmm. And we all had a group premonition and we saw how exactly how the world's going to end. And if you don't do this, everyone's fucked. And so the whole idea of the movie is like, are these people serious? Is any of this real? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Uh, like, how are they going to get out of this? Because like, clearly none of them are going to kill each other. Yeah. And then the movie keeps going and they wait a day and no one dies so one of the horsemen kills themselves and are like part of humanity has been judged and they turn on the tv and there's the news report and like the seas have risen and people are dying in a tsunami and then another day goes by and there's a horrible disease that's sweeping the nation and killing everyone and then the next day planes are just falling out of the sky um this is all stuff that they said was going to happen And the whole movie, you're like, okay, did they like set up these news broadcasts as a trick? Yeah. Because like, it does the movie have. thing where they just turn on the TV and yeah. the news is just reporting on the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're trying to get out. And then Dave Batista is like, all right, I tried, I tried to warn you guys, but the, the whole world's going to end now. And he kills himself. And then one of the dads is like, all right, you're just going to have to kill me. And so he does. He, wow. he shoots him and he dies. And then it turns out. It, the four horsemen were correct. The world was going to oh, end. No twist. <laughs> it literally, yeah. No, they 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 saved the world. Well, um, good and for that's them. that's the end. Is like, it's not a terribly satisfying conclusion because <laughs> it just feels like it's just a thing. It's yeah, just a movie that happens. It's, it's like a thing that happens. It's, they they come. They set up the premise, and then that happens. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> wow. They kind of just spoil the old, old yeah. the whole movie. The dude oh, yeah. dies and the guy leaves with his daughter and they go to the local diner and the news is playing. They're like, yeah, so all the planes stopped falling out of the sky and the disease went away. So wow. I don't know. That's cool. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I've had that movie downloaded on my iPad for the longest time just yeah. for like a plane ride or something. Mm-hmm. It's on Amazon Prime. So I downloaded it and I'm like, I'll watch it on this plane ride. Never do it. It's honestly not worth it. It's no. not even like funny. It's just it's like if an in inception, the movie ended and 
he the the yeah. top falls over and he's like i'm not in a dream i love my kids yeah, and yeah. it's like okay <laughs> okay cool yeah yeah wow sounds great so yeah knock at the cabin not wildly impressive the ending of the book which i think is better but it's also something you can't do in a hollywood movie because the child dies uh, um yeah i can't have a child but the ending die. of the book makes more sense because essentially like they're fighting over the gun and the gun goes off and the kid dies and they're like all right well fuck you our kid's dead like the guy's like well no technically you didn't sacrifice her on purpose oh shit so it doesn't <laughs> count like you have to willingly yeah. sacrifice it and then they're like all right well fuck you like our world has ended so what does it matter if the rest of the world ends and then they just sort of leave the cabin and it's left up to your interpretation like was this real is the world going to end or not damn which like is like that. a good ending yeah a, a morbid one because a child dies yeah but better than better the movie. than yeah better than just saying what happens and then yeah <laughs> yeah okay that's not that i expected great things but yeah yeah it felt like Shyamalan's like it's genius if yeah. I just have a movie just straight that just happened yeah <laughs> and uh, and I do nothing they will add the psychological element but then it's not it's just real yeah exactly after the summer I went on a big comedy tear I guess we okay. saw bottoms together we did see bottoms great movie I've seen it twice now I thought it was fine yeah you thought it was fine yeah but I thoroughly enjoyed it mm-hmm um what else did i see so i mean i could just rattle these off and yeah, basically just say that like i love comedy this year it feels like the mid-budget movie is almost making its return mm-hmm. but i saw joyride which is fun what else did i see i saw theater camp which is also fun quiz lady which i didn't like as much until the last act mm-hmm. no hard feelings i finally watched and was, oh, yeah was better than i thought it was gonna be that's what i heard about that yeah i don't think it's amazing still but i still had a lot of fun with yeah it. they they took a premise of 30 year old woman dates a 19 year old yeah. and it, it wasn't like totally gross no there were like i mean they're aware of it the whole time mm-hmm. and there were moments where you were like what's <laughs> i don't know there were moments like that kind of but they always were self-aware about it i feel like okay and jennifer lawrence is should be in more comedy she was really good in it mm. and andrew barth feldman who played the 19 year old was also great and yeah there were just some great moments and also some heartfelt moments honestly mm-hmm. and you i mean this this kid plays like a really i don't know he plays like someone you you immediately feel bad for i feel oh, like yeah. because the premise is this parents like set him up with this 30 year old woman mm-hmm. to like get him out of his shell like if he hooks up with a hot girl before he goes to college he'll be confident now yeah and you just kind of feel bad for the kid because he's just like a genuinely like nice like shy kid who's like scared of being social and stuff yeah and yeah and even jennifer lawrence's character starts to feel empathy for him at some mm-hmm. point and is like because she's originally just there to be paid yeah so i think that aspect of the movie is like really good where like you're actually seeing this kid like kind of grow up Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, hijinks too. I think it like like uh, like a lot of comedy movies, especially like Judd Apatow comedy movies, it like goes on a bit too long yeah. towards the end. Which, yeah. yeah, when when comedy movies drag, it it gets a bit annoying. But yeah, you can't be funny for too long. It just yeah. gets tiring. It definitely gets tired. Yeah, I think it struggled. I mean, at that point, it like couldn't be funny mm-hmm. <laughs> without spoiling it. Spoiling it, I guess. But the holdovers is kind of a comedy movie, but it's also a depressing movie. I haven't. What is that movie? I don't the know Holdovers is Paul Giamatti movie. It's going to be a Christmas classic for me, at least. Oh, okay. I've seen it twice already. 
saw it with my parents. It's like a movie. It's a movie that's like shot and and edited and everything like it was straight out of the 70s. Like I could show you the movie, say it was from the 70s, you'd probably believe me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, unless you knew who Paul Giamatti was, then you'd be like, no, I don't believe you there. I do know who Paul Giamatti <laughs> is. <laughs> Fuck. Um, no, but it's, it's a hilarious movie. It's Paul Giamatti's like a teacher at this like private boys school and he's like a really hard teacher mm-hmm. who like he's just really he's a dick he's a straight up dick and yeah. it's it's hilarious sometimes other times it's like why are you being such a dick to like kids yeah but uh turns out he's mainly a dick to them because they're like spoiled brats rich assholes oh okay um but it's basically about like one kid there who isn't a rich asshole really but he gets his mom abandons him for christmas and he has to stay there and Paul Giamatti has to look after him. It's sad and funny and sad and then funny and then sad. And mm-hmm. then it's just a great Christmas movie. It's one of my favorite from this year. Nice. Um, well, speaking of hilarity and good times, I watched for the first time the 2006 movie Children of Men. Oh, yeah. That one's hilarious. Directed by Alfonso Cuaron. It's like Children of Men. Like yeah. Dad, dads? <laughs> How do That's you even funny. do that? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Men can't have children. Like, what um, the fuck? This, I think, has become one of my favorite movies ever. It's so good. Um, it's really well made. I knew that it was a like central inspiration for The Last of Us. Yeah, um, that makes sense. And you can see a lot of the imagery and yeah. a lot of the story from The Last of Us is pulled from this. But, like, goddamn. Mm-hmm. That, people talk about cinematography, but there's, like, a scene where they're in a car and the camera's like moving around the car. And I'm like, is the cameraman a fairy? Like, how are we, <laughs> what's going on oh, here? That scene is so good. I remember that that's the first, well, I saw that in my, one of my film classes in, mm-hmm. in school. Like she showed, my teacher showed us that. And then I immediately went, went back to my dorm and watched it. Cause I yeah. was like, fuck, I got to see this movie. I, I just couldn't believe how good it was mm. um and i don't really have anything interesting to say about it other than like goddamn like i want to watch that again i keep trying to tell people about it yeah. this is why this podcast is good it's like a lost relic almost yeah. at this point because i was like listen i know this movie is from 2006 or whatever but like have you seen children of men I'm like oh, i think i've heard of that i was like you don't understand it's great <laughs> it's got to be one of the best of that decade yeah. no doubt like fantastic and it's like rarely talked about anymore for yeah. sure it's kind of just lost even outside of the cinematography just like the storytelling yeah, story's the, great almost every everything's great about it there's nothing yeah. nothing bad about it honestly Karan's just he's he's great yeah he directed a harry potter yeah and it's the best one yeah no doubt so many movies speak. Well, why, why did we stop doing this <laughs> mine skipped september did you see any movies in september september some rewatches watched are you there god it's me margaret i guess i could talk about are you there god it's me margaret and then the um you are so not invited to my bar bat mitzvah okay which i think are loosely based off the same thing Mm -hmm. because there are very similar story beats one of them is an adam sandler netflix comedy starring his children and him Mm -hmm. the other one is a legitimately like good movie (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and one of them is very the Adam Sandler one, I don't understand. It's cute, but at some point there are teenage girls queefing. And I'm cool. like, why? His daughter? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess it's technically not his daughter. It's his daughter's friend. Okay. Who queefs on video. And I'm like, 
is this what I asked Miriam? Is this what teenage girls do? <laughs> Miriam was like, no. You tell me Adam Sandler is out of touch with teenage girls. <laughs> um, and I, I, I just, I'm racking my brain. There's no way Adam Sandler wrote that himself mm. or didn't ask somebody that was a woman. Mm-hmm. Is the, like, I, I, how do you put that in a movie and people aren't like weirded the fuck out by it? Yeah. I don't get it. I, I don't. I mean, this it was clearly like a vehicle for his daughter to be in a movie, right? Yeah, which I think there's another one already. Okay. Um, or there has been one before. Yeah. Like, I don't think this is her first movie. She wasn't bad, and there were some Adam Sandler parts that were funny. But, mm. yeah, yeah, I mean, I think Netflix doesn't exactly, like, check his homework when he turns in a movie. <laughs> They're like, oh, Adam Sandler movie? Yeah, he, he has some sort of deal with them where he just pumps out movies to put on Netflix. Yeah. So I don't I don't think anyone's, like, overly scrutinizing those. No. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was cute, I guess, but yeah. we're super weird. It's a, okay, the, the Letterboxd ratings have gotten a lot better. Okay. At first, when I watched it, it was at, like, three and a half or something it's down to 2.7 people oh, okay the people are actually watching and be like what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> why do people like this movie yeah. so yeah but the other the if you are to watch a coming of age story about a teenage girl i suggest it's are you there god it's me margaret okay which is better yeah so. my mom watched that on the plane coming to la and said it was good yes so. it is it is cute there's no queefing in it and that's, <laughs> that's makes good it better yeah <laughs> i mean you could say that about literally every movie we've talked about today yeah <laughs> so wait i should just give all these movies five stars yeah <laughs> no queefing in this Your letterbox one. review just says no queefing <laughs> get to the south park movie i'm like fuck so much queefing damn yeah. it so bad Ugh. Um, October. We could talk about Five Nights at Freddy's now. We should. We can't get too in depth on it because Serena, I think, oh, wants yeah, to be true. here. I forgot Serena's going to kill us. If we, we should talk about mention it. it. So my my girlfriend Serena is not obsessed with Five Nights at Freddy's so much as she's obsessed with Five Nights at Freddy's lore videos by Matt Pat. Yeah, which I am now in the same boat. I used to. I mean, when I originally played this game in college, I used to be huge into the game theories, and then. I think it was like Five Nights at Freddy's 5. I just stopped watching them completely. Mm-hmm. And then once Serena mentioned them after the movie, I was like, maybe I'll just check one out. And then, of course, you can't just watch one and mm-hmm. you get addicted. And then you watch the entire fucking thing, yeah. which is a waste of time. I should just watch the most recent one because Matt Pat's theory of Five Nights at Freddy's, Five Nights at Freddy's is just like ever evolving and changes yeah. like all the time. Yeah, so. no, I know. <laughs> I remember I like caught up on some of them a while ago and I remember seeing the playlist and I was like, okay, well, there's probably like one video per game, right? Because every no. time a new game comes out, he would have a new thing. But there's like 90 videos in that fucking playlist. I was like, okay, I can't do it. Because it's not just games. It's like fucking books yeah. and all this other shit. That, and then like, it was one of those things where I'm like, well, all right, I'll watch the most recent one because clearly that'll catch me up. And no. <laughs> no, it's like... He's saying this random shit. You're like, what the fuck is... <laughs> who yeah. is this guy? Who if are I, you talking about? Yeah, if I am to interpret the most recent video, I have to watch like all these other videos. Yeah to like understand the other shit yeah that's um, crazy he has a video that's like the ultimate timeline i think if you're to watch anyone it's probably that one mm-hmm. because there has been like brief up to, i mean since he since he released the ultimate timeline there's only been one game and it was like dlc for one of the games yeah so that's kind of the one to watch i guess if you're to watch any yeah but we can say it wasn't a great movie no um 
it's everyone on TikTok loved it because yeah. it was for the fans. I I'm guess a, I, that's the one thing I don't understand about this shit. All right, and maybe I mean it might be worth just having a separate episode with, with Serena at this point about yeah, this. Because probably it, I do have a lot to say about this movie after watching all these game theories and stuff. I'm like, how do people? How do the fans like this movie? I know. It is so against the lore. Mm. And just in every way is so much worse than the lore. Mm. I think a lot of fans are being like, well, you can't do that on camera. You can't do that in a movie. Because lore is pretty fucked up at points. But like... The problem is that it has to be a PG-13 horror movie. Yeah. And, and so like... The story is not PG-13. It's yeah. fucked up. I mean, it's also like... In the games, all the lore is hidden... So it's it's like which my review on Letterboxd is like it should have stayed hidden. I'd like yeah. it as hidden lore. I do. I don't. Mm-hmm. I think it would be very hard to put a movie out and for me to like it because I don't know. Part of the creep factor of the lore is that it's hidden. Mm-hmm. No one's straight up just telling me the story. Yeah. But yeah, I, the last thing I'll say about it is what was really amazing about that viewing experience was Serena is obsessed with Matt Pat and his videos. As she had to pee during the movie, she literally walked out of the theater, and at the exact same moment, Matt Pat walked on screen. And I was like, "Oh, this is literally the only reason we're here." And Serena left at the. <laughs> she left, amazing. and like I literally texted her. I was like, "You're missing him. He's on screen." <laughs> and then she walked back in. And he was gone. Yeah, um, it was very quick yeah i mean thankfully that scene went on tiktok immediately after yeah, and it's our it would literally was on peacock immediately after yeah. i saw it so you could easily just watch yeah so it. she saw it i just thought that was so funny i was like that's the only reason we're at this movie yeah, yeah that was hilarious yeah the crowd we saw it with was weird <laughs> yeah there were some some light cosplayers yeah and... there were a lot of it was a it was a mixed crowd for sure lots mm-hmm. of different people but yeah, there were lots of different reactions during it. Yeah. There was probably some after credits hidden lore shit that I missed. We did not. We left when the credits we definitely started. left. Which we also left for Godzilla. Yeah. And apparently there probably was an after credits scene. Yeah, we heard a sound at the <laughs> after we had left the theater, so There's always an after credits scene, but I've almost given yeah. up at this point. Same. I am at like the point where I'm like, I don't I'll just read it later anymore. I don't want to yeah. like sit here for a, I don't want to sit here and then there's no after credits scene and I just look like an idiot. Yeah, or the after credits scene is like something so insignificant yeah. that you're like some joke they... or like some throat callback or some shit yeah. you're just like okay we didn't need that mm-hmm. um i mean there's a shit ton of movies i've seen that we'll probably end up just talking about at some point we could talk about godzilla if we want yeah I mean, there's all the big boy movies that are coming out now and i've i've seen a shit ton of them in this past month okay we'll we'll catch up on that yeah um, I guess at the start of next year, but I'll just quickly mention before I saw Godzilla, I saw the hunger games, the ballad of songbirds and snakes. It's good. Yeah. It's better than I thought it would be. I don't know anything about the hunger games though. So I, a lot of it was probably lost on me. Yeah. I know a good amount. I, I mean, I saw the first movie mm-hmm. and I think I read the book. Yeah. I was big into reading in middle yeah, school. It's, it's a villain origin story. And I think that does it. It does it pretty, pretty effectively mm, better than Joker. Or? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I am the Joker in spirit, <laughs> yeah. so I don't know if I could say that. Yeah. Sort of. That's that. kind of my culture in a way. But I know who's coming in here. Joaquin's going to bust down my door and yeah. beat the shit out of you. Yeah, because I didn't see Bo is Afraid. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bo's Afraid, a movie I also saw and I fucking love. By the way. Oh, okay. I I really like that goddamn movie. Okay. And it's growing more and more on me. There are 
are the horrors, the daily... God, Ari Aster's so good at capturing just the daily horrors I have as a person. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, at some point, Bo has, like, this medicine, and the medicine bottle says, like, you must take with water. And, like, he puts the, like, pill in his mouth, and then his, like, water is shut off, and he's just like, fuck. Like, <laughs> and then he, like, Googles, like, this medicine, like, must take water. And then the first result is, like, this guy died because he did not drink water. <laughs> and then he's just, like, panicking around. He goes to, like, a convenience store to get this water. And he's, it's just, oh, like. Man. Okay, well, that sounds great. Yeah, there are just some great. I think the main complaint people have is that it's just, like, fucking bonkers. At some point, it just goes off the rails completely. The ending's crazy, but it worked for me. Okay. My friend Levi put it perfectly like if you're in, you're you're in and you're gonna love it. But if you're out, you're gonna fucking hate this movie yeah. and be like, when does this end? Yeah. So because it's truly like a it is I mean it's it's supposed to be an odyssey and it is mm. it feels like an odyssey for yeah. sure. I guess really quickly we should also mention we're not we're not leaving Marty behind. Oh yeah, Marty. I I, yeah, I forgot about that. Reserved my seat for Killers of the Flower Moon, and then was too tired to actually go. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, I completely forgot you were gonna go. I literally had my ticket, <laughs> and then Serene and I had like done a bunch of stuff that week, and we're like, I don't, I don't want to watch three and a half movie, three and a half hour movie. Right I don't want to watch this three and a half hour movie on Sunday. Like, let's just hang out. It's kind of um, crazy. I yesterday I was sorting my letterbox by like runtime. And I was like, mm -hmm. all these movies came out in the last two years that are at the top of this list. Like, yeah. it was like Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon. It was like, mm -hmm. that's just like a recent trend. Everyone's just like, fuck it. I'm just going to make a long fucking movie right now. Yeah. So. Anyway, now that we're like an hour into this podcast or whatever, <sighs> let's talk about Godzilla minus one. We found the formula for success. You take a thing and, and you subtract yeah, one. Obviously. Finally, people are finally doing the math. Mm -hmm. You know, people thought it was addition. Why aren't we subtracting? Yeah. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad we're finally getting to subtraction. Maybe we'll get to multiplication one day. Yeah. So Godzilla times three. <laughs> yeah. I'm um, excited. And there's just three Godzillas. I guess that would be King Girida because he's got the uh, three heads. Okay. Yeah, I don't know the lore as well. As uh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't... know the Five Nights at Freddy's lore. That is the better lore. Oh, okay. That is the better lore. <laughs> you're, you're right. Yeah. Um, I will say the first thing we should mention about this movie is that we saw it with some Godzilla fans because oh, sure. the logo for the production company came up <laughs> and people immediately started clapping. And then Marion was like, why? Yeah. I was like, I don't know what to tell you. It was a completely <laughs> silent logo too. Yeah. And it was not enough people clapping for it to be exciting. Yeah. Just one person really likes that yeah. production company. They're like, wow, that's mm -hmm. a good, that's a good production company. Right yeah. There. Yeah. It was, it was good. I mean, people are seeing this gotta be big. Gotta be big Godzilla fans. And there are a lot more than I thought there were, BB. I mm -hmm. mean, my letterbox full of, I think like seven of my people I follow have seen it so far. And apparently they are all huge Godzilla fans. I yeah. mean, they're ranking the Godzillas. They're catching up on all of them. I'm like, oh shit. I did not realize yeah. how big Godzilla was for some people. I think Godzilla's gonna have his moment again. Because I think... Yeah. Because I, I knew a lot of kids when I was younger who were, like, all about all those Godzilla movies, like, where he would fight other monsters and shit. Yeah. Um, but I think this movie is somehow, like, crossed over into not just being, like, a movie for Godzilla fans, but other people are going to see it. And now people are going to be talking a lot more about Godzilla. And then they're going to see the Godzilla X-Kong movie and be like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's definitely way more for... I don't know if there's anything. I mean, I, I've only seen Godzilla vs. Kong 
which I barely remember. Yeah, that's not a great... This is a great <laughs> starting point for Godzilla. Yeah. Godzilla versus, versus Kong is nonsense, Yeah, which is great in some ways, but not great in a movie yeah. sense. To the point where I didn't even remember I saw it. You had to remind me that yeah. I saw it for this podcast, I'm guessing. I don't even know. Yeah, but. we definitely did do it for this podcast. Okay. Yeah, because I just don't... I literally was like, I have never seen a Godzilla movie. Yeah. And you're like, no, you have. Yeah with me or whatever and i'm like shit i blo i blocked that out of my memory <laughs> i the trailer came out for godzilla x kong they're not fighting anymore they're teaming up okay and i don't know if i'm gonna see it the thing that's tempting me is kong gets like a power glove in this one yeah he's got like a robo iron man i'm like fuck that's kind of sick yeah. though right you gotta keep giving him you gotta upgrade him yeah give him his new powers mm -hmm. we'll say the godzilla in this movie had some sick ass powers with the yeah. visuals for it really cool oh yeah that's the thing is like this godzilla unlike the american ones was genuinely scary mm. and just an absolutely brilliant idea and i guess we're going to spoiler town because it's yeah we, sure. we've done just straight into spoiler town um, godzilla. it's brilliant because usually when godzilla does his nuclear breath it's like a laser beam which is cool and makes sense but like this dude shoots a nuke out of his mouth straight up which is brilliant yeah obviously because, uh, I mean, Godzilla's, if you didn't know, has always been about World War II. The nuclear always bomb. Always been about the nuclear bomb. Mm -hmm. Why hasn't anyone done that shit yet where yeah. they literally make him a nuke, be able to nuke things? Yeah, it's it was like so... Because they kind of set up the laser breath in the first boat fight, but then when he gets into the city and does that, and you're like, oh, <laughs> that he just shot the beam and it turned into a nuclear blast. Straight up. Just it was nuts. So insane. Yeah. The visuals in this movie is crazy. And apparently the budget is super low for the movie too, which is even more impressive. Yeah. It's like when you get a decent filmmaker, you don't have to have a like $20 billion yeah. budget. Yeah. Man. Yeah. The Godzilla visuals and, and like you said, genuine, genuinely scary. I definitely jumped like two or three times mm -hmm. um, at, just at his roar. Like his, yeah. the sound design is really good. Um, I mean, even the way they introduce him, it's, yeah. there's no set up there's no pomp and circumstance they're it's like right into it yeah they just turn the light and oh my god Godzilla's <laughs> there he's just killing a, everyone there's a fucking monster yeah. right here on this beach there's no like him emerging from the water or some shit yeah the, and it's a great honestly subversion of expectations in that at least for an american audience you think jurassic park mm -hmm. you expect the setup for the monster to be the glass of water and the vibrations and you see something in the water move. No, they, they turn the light and oh my God, he's here. <laughs> he's, there's a fucking good It's monster. terrifying. Yeah, it's. I think that was brilliant. Um, yeah, any action sequence in this is just so great for me. Mm -hmm. um, the rest of it kind of holds it back for me, which is yeah. unfortunate for me. It, it, I mean, that's where the budget comes in is they do have yeah. to have very long stretches where it's just character drama and yeah, no giant lizard. Probably. Um, but the character stuff works. Yeah, I think it works in general. I think there are some great character moments. There are other ones where I just think it's... I think my biggest complaint is just it's overdramatic sometimes. Oh, yeah. It's not as subtle as I would like it to be at times, which I think is like an issue. Talking with Miriam about it after, mm -hmm. I think it, we both realize maybe it's an issue I have with like Japanese media in general. I was going to say, yeah. Because... I'm not the biggest fan of anime, honestly, and I'm not mm -hmm. the biggest fan of a lot of J Japanese content, which, I mean, yeah, it's kind of crazy because I like a lot of foreign, I like a lot of Korean, Korean movies yeah. and Chinese movies and 
and foreign films in general but yeah japanese never like struck with me and then i looked up like the actors after and i'm like these are str- they are anime act they're voice actors so oh, the, two, yeah. the main two actors are voice actors oh. the director mainly does anime so yeah. i was like that makes sense i think because there's like eras of godzilla and the one we're in right now there were like three anime movies mm. and then i think the guy who did those directed shin godzilla which was a live action and then he directed this okay so it makes sense those are probably people he's like worked with yeah yeah um but yeah i i also agree that like it is just like a stylistic thing for japanese media is a lot of like overacting and really dramatic stuff yeah um which if you're used to uh, i can kind of look used to it yeah like i've seen like i just haven't gotten there yet (laughs) like i i've seen anime here and there and I haven't still haven't gotten used to it, and there are animes I like and animes I don't like, probably because mm-hmm. I haven't gotten used to it. We I, didn't talk about Scott Pilgrim takes off. I just realized. Oh too. shit! Damn. Do we save that for the next one? <laughs> yeah, maybe we just save it for the next okay. one. But um, that's also an anime, technically, and apparently the Japanese voiced version of Scott Pilgrim takes off is great. Oh okay, is what I've heard online. Yeah, but yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. It is jarring to me too when they get really into the dramatics and yeah. they're like. You know, he like slams his head on the table because he's bowing so low. Yeah, and I think it's just a cultural thing. For screen me. crying. I think it's because I'm an American and I'm just yeah, <laughs> I'm not used to that. Especially me. You know, I I mean, if you've listened to this podcast, you know my film taste is very. Mm-hmm. I like subtle, subtle drama, subtle feelings on screen. Like mm-hmm. I don't really like that overacting too much. There's every once in a while. Like I think the holdovers is actually very mm-hmm. dramatic and overacted at times. But it, it didn't matter to me. Yeah. There are times where I can get into it. And there are, there are definitely Japanese movies where I've gotten into it, too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, this one just didn't land for me at points. And at points, I was legit thinking to myself, like, is this movie good at all? Like, <laughs> some of the maybe it was translation, too, or something like that. But some of the writing felt bad to me. Yeah. And no, I, I think there were probably some difficulties with the sub because, like, they call his nuclear breath heat ray yeah they do call it heat he's ray. like he has a heat ray and i was like that's so lame yeah for like what it is in yeah. the movie visually <laughs> to be like oh it's his heat ray whenever i hear heat ray i feel like i think of like mermaid man of barnacle boy yeah exactly <laughs> heat ray. it's like a cheap batman villain yeah. <laughs> like weapon but yeah. it's not a lizard that fires nuclear blasts out of his mouth no that would be way nu- anything with nuclear in it is cool as shit and that's oh, why yeah. we all love oppenheimer oppenheimer really did us a favor there <laughs> Yeah. If you th- like we wouldn't have gotten Godzilla no. if Oppenheimer hadn't been out there grinding. <laughs> Why did they include that in Oppenheimer? You know, yeah. Oppenheimer sitting there like, well, Godzilla exists because of me yeah. at least. Yeah, no. <laughs> Great film series comes out and be like, listen, man, I know this is hard for you, but just know there's some sick ass dinosaur movies <laughs> coming out because of the atomic bomb. Yeah. Congrats. Um, so you really did us a solid there. Yeah, but yeah, I. There was like some, there was a thought I had in my head, which is not the movie's fault. It's because I am who I am. But they, the movie's about this guy's journey and how like the war hasn't ended for him, and like particularly because of Godzilla and because he didn't do his duty as a kamikaze pilot. Um, but I was thinking, I was imagining a a world or a scene or a skit where he goes to like a PTSD support group. <laughs> And there's all these like veterans sitting around in a circle and be like, yeah, I watched my my best friend have his legs blown off and 
his eyes like poked out of his sockets and there's a dude with one arm who's like one of the Americans like threw a grenade and I caught it why did I catch it and then it cuts to our main character and he's like yeah and there's like a big dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> this big dinosaur and I didn't like, shoot him. What, what was I thinking? What happened to you? Like, yeah, it was a big scary dinosaur. <laughs> I was too afraid to shoot him. And he stepped on all my friends and ate them. Everyone's like, get the fuck out. Like you are making, you are fucking yeah. with us. <laughs> Piece of shit. Yeah. This is serious. <laughs> That's He's like, hilarious. no, no, it's hard for me too, guys. <laughs> you asshole. You think yeah. this is a joke. Um, yeah, that'd be hilarious. Um, but, but in general, like I, I, I like the story and I think it's like pretty mm-hmm. good written. Maybe it's just the overacting and, and stuff like that, that I didn't like, like, yeah. I like, I like the main character's journey a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think it's set up very well. Yeah. And I'd like the idea of exploring the idea of like a kamikaze pilot who didn't die mm-hmm. and like has to live with the guilt of like people being like, you're a kamikaze pilot and you didn't die for a country. It's your fucking fault. We yeah. Lost. Like it, it's really like a great examination of like the Japanese perspective on the war. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's something you'd like really never get in American movies. Yeah. Um, which is like, I mean, you didn't get an Oppenheimer at all, which I well, think is a choice. Yeah. By, by a, a deliberate no choice, but it's, it's that Japanese mentality of like the kamikaze pilots, you know, it's sold to them as like, you do this for honor. You do yeah. this for your country. And like, that you have that first scene where he meets the woman and she's like, my children are dead because of you. Yeah, exactly. Which we know isn't true, but like to them feels true. It's sad because yeah, it's just sad to see them blaming themselves for losing the war when in reality they were just like outmanned and there was a fucking nuclear weapon that they did not have. Yeah. So there was nothing they can do. Mm. at all which i in general that's why i like the godzilla metaphor like Mm -hmm. really shows like what the fuck are you supposed to do about a giant monster what are you supposed to do about a nuke yeah you can't kill it you can't stop it like it's here now and every like at any moment it could just destroy all of civilization exactly um and they they do that super well in the movie um and i was worried for a little bit that they were going to have the conclusion of the movie be it's good Same. and cool to commit which suicide. Is, which is why the ending is so great. Yes, <laughs> it's exactly. such a relief that you're just like, oh, fuck, they're going to do the thing where they're like, the, J- the J- Japanese uh, military was correct about kamikaze <laughs> yes, pilots. Yes, exactly. They need, to, they need to risk themselves and their lives for the, for the better of the country. Mm-hmm. But they went the complete opposite where... That's the best. That's one of the best parts of the movie. I'm mm-hmm. getting chills thinking about it. Where yeah. it's just like, fuck, like we deserve to live and yeah. win at the same time. Mm-hmm. We don't have to like live this way. Like, yep. yeah, there's a great speech about it. And like, again, because you're getting the Japanese perspective, I didn't know that like they just didn't make plane. They made planes without ejection seats and mm-hmm. like cheap tanks without armor because to them, like the lives of their sh- soldiers didn't mean very much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is like one of those. That's a standing ovation moment oh, in a I movie agree. when you see him parachuting down. And I like, agree because you're so worried. You're yeah. just like, "Fuck, that's going to be the moral of the story." Is <laughs> that that's the message they're going to try to send here? Mm-hmm. Even though I shouldn't have thought that. Like I was, I, know. I knew it going in, everyone loved this fucking movie. And if that was the ending, I would yeah. be like, "How did you love this movie?" <laughs> well, it's one of those things where, like, because it's not an American movie, 
there is always that chance where you're like, okay, yeah. well, maybe it's just a culture I don't understand. Yeah, exactly. And I can't go on my podcast and be like, the Japanese are bad and wrong <laughs> yeah. for being in a different culture. Than, but no, like they get it. Yeah. They get it. And and it works. And I, I do love the scene where they have the flashback and he's like, and there's an ejection seat. You need yeah. to live. Yeah. It's it's such a great character moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Felt very Top Gun Maverick-esque that mm-hmm. moment to me. The whole last act felt very Top Gun Maverick-esque yeah. to me as well. Um, yeah, no, I, I, the ending plan to kill Godzilla is so out there, but just kind of works. Yeah. Um, cause I, I had heard about that thing. The bubbles like make you sink. Like you can't swim in those frothing yeah. bubbles. Um, and unfortunate timing with the whole submarine thing. Oh yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about yeah, it. Yeah. No. Cause it's the pressure of the ocean that, yeah. that kills him. Um, but it works and you, because my whole time when they deliver that plan, I'm like, I don't know if that's going to be like visually very exciting. True. Unless he like actually implodes into like yeah. a bl- bloody pulp under the ocean. Yeah. But, but once was, they brought the plane and I knew that mm-hmm. wasn't going to kill him. And yeah. I knew somehow he was going to die from the kamikaze pilot. Yeah, they, so. they explode his head straight yeah, up, which, which is, is great. It's so sick. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I bought into that plan for sure. I was like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, it's pressure, stuff like that. I thought it was funny in that scene like the whole meeting stops when the when the main character is just like i'm out like yeah at some point he's just like i don't know if i want to do this and then Mm -hmm. the whole meeting stops and he's like no i need you to be in specifically yeah he he couldn't just be like oh okay you want to go like we got a billion other people here they seem fine with it yeah i mean he's the only one who had faced godzilla before yeah he's like we need you Mm -hmm. specifically yeah that that was a very jaws-esque scene yeah um (laughs) yeah I mean, lots of Jaws type things in this movie too, mm. which makes sense. But Godzilla was before Jaws. It's true. So minus one. Yeah. This is Jaws minus one as well. <laughs> yeah. Where's Jaws minus one Spielberg? Yeah. Where the fuck is it? Give he? it to us. It's the shark before anyone knew who he was. Yeah. I want to know his upbringing and mm-hmm. story. His Does father. he have a dad who's also a big shark yeah. guy? Well, the, we'll find out that the dad was like super abusive. Uh, and so the shark, the, the reason he is yeah. the way he is. And then is we'll finally, we'll, he had a bad we'll rewatch Jaws and we'll be like, oh, I feel bad for the yeah, like, shark. Oh, just like let him eat people. Like, you know? I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if he had just been allowed to be a vegetarian like yeah. he wanted, none yeah. of this would have happened. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. come on. Bad dads. All, all comes back to it. Mm-hmm. Which uh, I thought the main character was going to be a bad dad for a second. He didn't want to be a dad. Yeah. He was, he was a little of, bit of a bad dad. But. Yeah, he was. I mean, he he was barely there. I mean, I mm-hmm. guess he had a job to do and stuff. Yeah. But, and kept leaving it to the babysitter, to mm-hmm. auntie. Yeah. And almost killed himself. Like, pretty bad dad stuff right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's any, like, other details in this movie. I mean, other... Oh, I wanted to mention Godzilla design is great. Yeah. Um, He's very scary looking, but he also very much looks like the original like Godzilla costume. He keeps the spirit of that without Definitely does. looking as goofy because his movements are still very stiff and mm-hmm. all that. His um, eyes are great too. His eyes oh are yeah, crazed. he's got freaky man eyes. Yeah, they're they're those were scary. Mm-hmm. I looked into him at some point. I was like, "Fuck, I'm gonna die." Yeah. Anytime you have a monster that's just kind of got human eyes where they shouldn't be, <laughs> yeah. it just it's makes like, them freakier. So weird. Um, but I also wanted to shout out the use of the original Godzilla theme, which you ah. don't necessarily think would work, but in this movie, it rips. Yeah. It's perfect for 
score um, was good. Yeah. Anytime, like that first time he shows up and you hear those tubas come in, and you're like, mm. oh my God. Godzilla's yeah. here. He's here. He's here. But yeah, I don't know if I have anything else. I mean, the ending, I loved. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, st- lot of, I mean, the wife's alive at the end, which I don't mind. Serena didn't mind. I agree with her. No, no. I like it. It's it felt a little cheap to like kill her and then but like it's understandable. Yeah. You know, they probably dug her out of the rubble and, and weren't able to contact Yeah, we her. didn't see her die, so yeah. I don't care. If we would have like seen on screen like her fucking dead and then she's mm-hmm. alive again, I would have been pissed, obviously. Yeah. But they they also play kind of fast and loose with how a a nuclear blast works. Like yeah. realistically it does it wouldn't have mattered if that guy got pushed into the alleyway, like yeah. he would have been done. Oh, definitely. Um but that's fine. Um uh, honestly that guy that guy survived a lot of shit oh yeah I, that's whatever honestly I think in a way the nuclear blast in this movie felt a little bit more impactful than impactful than Christopher Nolan's really you think so because here's the thing like Christopher Nolan's is a spectacle I wish he had shot it in focus right uh, <laughs> that was a big that issue. was one of my issues is yeah. how blurry well, the like, explosion it's crazy was the whole movie he just didn't yeah. check the focus. He yeah, was like, it didn't have a focus puller. Cinematographer was like, "We need the. the it's out of focus." Yeah. He's like, no, "Well, he got he got someone, and he's like, all right, we're shooting the whole thing on IMAX cameras.'" And the guy's like, "What the fuck is an IMAX camera? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to use this." Um, but what I particularly appreciated is that it actually like hones in on the destruction, and particularly how it does the outward blast. And then all of the air gets sucked back in. Yeah, I like that. Because the blast is so strong, it literally pushes the air. I did like that. Like, creates a vacuum. Um, I, I mean, uh, they don't focus as much on the nuclear stuff. But to be honest, in Oppenheimer, they don't focus on the nuclear I mean, stuff I either. I once, yeah. I think it's like more, if I were to look at them as like visual cool moments on their own, I agree. I like Godzilla's visuals mm-hmm. of it more. But I really like the moment in Oppenheimer where they do the explosion just because of everything around it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Because it's like really the only moment of any semblance of action in the whole movie, I guess. Yeah. I mean, also Josh Peck isn't in Godzilla minus one. If if Josh Peck was there sort of controlling Godzilla, Mm -hmm. deciding when he (laughs) he pressed the button, (laughs) man, that'd be so good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Josh Peck's got to show up in more movies. He doesn't yeah. have to have big roles. Seriously, I, just... I mean, Christopher Nolan saw how good he is yeah. in Drake and Josh. <laughs> Dude, it's nuts to me how Christopher Nolan has seen just everything to where he's definitely seen Drake and Josh, and that is why he chose yeah. Josh Peck. Because he saw the guy from fucking Diary of a Wimpy Kid and was like, I want mm-hmm. him in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the... F- he watches legit everything. It's so funny to yeah. me. Yeah, it's because he loves cinema. Yeah. And Drake and Josh, that's cinema. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not Drake, just Josh. Oh, yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to get canceled. No. Um, yeah, great, great movie. Third act's fantastic. By the way, when the guy comes, shows up with all the tugboats, love that moment. Oh, yeah, that's that's what, like, Rise of Skywalker couldn't do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Rise of Skywalker couldn't do a lot of things yeah. as well. <laughs> it, it has the same moment, but in Godzilla, you're like, oh, I get, this makes sense. Yeah. Maybe they could have used a little setup to, like, have the kid be like i know a lot of tugboat people but like whatever <laughs> we get it yeah he knows people he he was left behind and he's like no i'm gonna get every tugboat in tokyo harbor and yeah. we're gonna go lift godzilla out of the ocean yeah which was badass yeah it's great 
but yeah, I got nothing much else to say about it. Action's great. Some of the story I didn't like. And yeah, that's it. Fun time yeah. at the movies. Go see Godzilla. I don't know. Is this only like LA and New York or what? I am, I think it's not. I'm Because I Serena told her dad to see it okay. and they're in Portland. So okay. I, I mean, at least major cities, I assume, yeah. can see it. Yeah. If you have the chance to see it, go go see it in a theater. It's going to sound oh, yeah. great. Yeah, don't don't wait for home. Yeah. It's going to I mean, the, it was loud, but mm-hmm. I liked how loud it was. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it would be weird if the Godzilla movie was quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh Big Boy Movies has returned and I can't promise that we're going to be so <laughs> consistent that you're going to be getting one every week. But again we're not stopping until i'm dead yeah it's the weird time to promise weekly episodes when we're both about to leave for 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 christmas holiday break (laughs) but we're gonna try our hardest to do a christmas episode which we have done every year we're good at our annual shit yeah i'll tell you what biggies and christmas episode we we wanted to make bad dads an annual thing but we haven't done that yeah and that one's a big production yeah it really was took a lot of work yeah i want to do bad moms one day they're Mm -hmm. a lot less bad moms yeah get jeff back oh yeah yeah but um but yeah the big boy movies will return as it always does just like in the marvel movies yep a little text <laughs> well that means that there are no there are gonna be no big boy movies next year except one in the summer <laughs> yeah and that's true have ryan the strike reynolds really and, set us back <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna have ryan reynolds and wolverine in it mm-hmm. yeah so um but yeah until next time and there will be a next time stay big you beautiful people